Boom. I think we got it. <laughs> Danny Daniels in the house, everybody. Hi. What's up? <laughs> my, my Thank you for joining today. Dude, of course. So this is my like pleasure. this is like my first time like interviewing somebody. I've never done it really before. I feel like it's like a skill that needs to be fine-tuned, <laughs> so bear with me. You're like a pro. You have like your dinner with Danny show and then your um, <laughs> two onions podcast so you have a lot more experience. I don't mind taking you cherry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a whole like list of categories because like I always think that you're such a fascinating person and I wanted oh, to like you. talk about different ones um, and just like let everyone get to know you. Um, okay. I guess we can start with like art just because like, you're, I guess, one of the, the only act, true artists, right? Like, an actual artist that's in the adult industry, um, not, like, what we make is art, like, that whole thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, what is your, like, creative process? Like, how do you, like, find inspiration for, like, all of your projects? Ooh, um, it kind of depends. If I'm doing a show, like, in a gallery, um, I usually pick, like, a, a general subject, um, or if I'm doing something that like inspires me, like sometimes I'll do a person that inspires me and it kind of evolves into a show. So, um, just kind of depends on what the project is. If I'm doing commissions, obviously it, it's dependent upon whoever's ordering them, but, um, mm -hmm. I usually try to stick to people that I inspire or it's the people that I like as mm -hmm. opposed to like just kind of like doing it for the money type thing. Oh yeah, that's so the best I like way. to. <laughs> I've definitely said no to commissions before, just because I'm like, no, I don't like, I don't vibe with that. Person. Right, and it like didn't represent you properly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, how much do you think that like your art like affects your filming career? Because I feel like they're they're really related, right? Like when I started painting again when I was in porn, I kind of like stopped, and then I got into porn, and then when I started painting. Um, and doing both at the same time, I didn't want to, like, use Danny Daniels mm -hmm. um, as, like, an easy way to, like, get popularity or traffic to my art. I kind of wanted to give it its own, like, chance. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually go by Kira Lee. And, like, I do sometimes promote it on my Danny accounts, mm -hmm. but I try to keep them, like, pretty much separate. It's kind of nice because there's the porn side of me and then there's the art side of me. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this nice balance that works. No, like, definitely. Like, kind of like with you and cooking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like two different sides. Yeah, and then you, it's like, at least with me, it's like part of me wants to see if I can like make it happen again from scratch because obviously like you made Danny Daniels happen from scratch, right? Like you made like this huge brand. Like I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you guys don't understand how rare it is to be successful in the adult industry, but to be successful and then leave and still be successful is even that much more rare. Um, so you've already like created this thing and made it happen from scratch. So I think it's like you want to try and do it again, and then it kind of feels like cheating if you use something that's already so big to launch, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't want people to like my art because of the Danny Daniels name. Right. Because like they're like they love you, so they support you, and you want like you wanted like an unbiased like eye, right? Exactly. That's so funny. Exactly. Yeah. And I do have fans that, like, follow my art and stuff, and I do appreciate that. But, um, you know, I try to keep it. Like, when I do shows in galleries, like, mm -hmm. unless you know, you wouldn't know. Oh, no. And, like, you don't <laughs> look like it either. Like, you look like just, like, a normal woman, like, very, like, <laughs> usually dressed, like, super classy, like, pumps. Like, you would just never know. So it's, I always you love that. Knew. Yeah, right? <laughs> so innocent. Also, so, like, when it comes to, like, art and entertainment, like, so Eric and I just, like, love, like, before this whole pandemic happened, we loved, like, stalking your guys' story, because you were always, like, at an opera, or at some, like, <laughs> insane Michelin restaurant, and, like, it's almost like you guys just are constantly, like, just, like, surrounding yourself with all this, like, art and entertainment and, like, stimulus um, so, like, what would you say is, like, the importance of that, like, in your life? Like, how has that, like, helped shape you? I've always been, like, a very artsy person. Mm -hmm. I'm an only child, so I've always been, like, kind of forced to entertain myself. Mm -hmm. um, and with, 
I've always been into like opera and shows and anything artsy. I love museums. I actually like collect book museum books from everywhere we go. And when I met my husband, like we got along great because we have so many things of that in common. So, you know, from we go to jazz shows, we go to, you know, opera, ballet, symphony, mm-hmm. especially New York, Broadway shows, musicals, you name it. And um, it's whenever I feel a lack of creativity, whether it's in porn or with painting, I always am like, okay, let's go do something artsy, like artsy. I oh, say, I love know, that. Like going to see a show or going to see something. And then like usually both Vic and I, because Vic writes, and so we both will be like, just kind of, you kind of get motivated, just like being around that energy mm-hmm. and being around other painters or other artists. You're just like, okay, like, I don't know what it is or what it what sparks in me but oh I love that probably a combination yeah like even with porn like I'm like god I don't want to shoot like I got no ideas I'll like go see a show I don't know like Chicago on Broadway I don't know off the top of my head yeah like okay I want to do like a fishnet scene I want to do something yeah I want to do you know Mm -hmm. so I like the idea of you know giving other girls the opportunity to have other streams of income Mm-hmm. other than their tits and ass, you know, and being able to be creative in a different way. Totally. And, try, and you know, connecting with their fans in a different way, so. Right, because yeah, I feel like there's, fun. like, this huge sense of, like, fulfillment that, at least for me, like, I always, like, was, like, striving for, and it's, like, tough mm-hmm. when you only are expected to do, like, this, have this one outlet, right? Like, you want all, you want yeah. another way to express yourself, and you also want to be, like, validated as, like, a human. And for some reason, a lot of people take, like, the humanity away from porn stars. Like, you are not a person. You don't live, breathe, or have mm-hmm. feelings. Um, so I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of us are, like, trying to, like, maybe prove that we, you know, we are able to do these other things and, like, show our humanity. Even if you – I think that you and I have talked about this before. But, like, even if we cured cancer tomorrow, it'd be like, oh, she cured cancer, but she's also a porn star. Right. Like, there's no way of, like, becoming just a human being right. born. No, it's forever. It's, like, a forever thing. And I think, like, mm-hmm. um, I saw someone, like, retweeted something that Cherie posted that was saying, like, all these girls right now that are strapped for money are joining sites like mm-hmm. OnlyFans, and they don't understand, like, the repercussions. Like, they think that it's quick and easy money, and everyone can do mm-hmm. it, and you're not going to be ostracized from, like, your friend's family workplace. And once everything is over, they're going to get hit with reality. And it's it's a very tough path. Like, I didn't understand that when I went into it. I definitely don't have regrets. Like, I love that I got into that. I think it, like, was my path. But for someone who's just doing it to, like, put, like, the electricity on, like, you don't know what you're getting into. It, yeah. Ha- paying your bills for a month or two isn't worth a life sentence. No. You know? You have to be smart about it. It has to be something that you're ready to commit to forever. Right. It's not, you know, this. It's not like you're going to go strip for a weekend and hope that no one takes a picture for you. Right. You. you know what I mean? It's very on different. The internet. Somebody is screenshotting. You know, someone's yeah. screen recording, screenshotting. All the time. You know, doing something. Yeah. And it's never, you're never going to avoid it. Your parents are going to find out. Your friends are going to find out. And I'm not saying that it's that the industry is bad in any way, shape, or form, because I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everyone. And it's not right. something you can just, like, dip your toe into and then be like, Oh, I had my porn phase, but now I'm out. It's like, no. no. <laughs> Sell no. your soul. Exactly. Like, hope, make it worth it. Make sure you really love it or it's like your long-term career plan. I don't think, you know, people should go run and start an OnlyFans and show their tits for a week and for, and assume that it's no. going to go away. No, don't do but that. I also hope that, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I also hope that, like, people are starting to become more accepting mm-hmm. in a sense because you do, I mean, OnlyFans, there are people on there that don't, get nude you know mm-hmm. there's you know fitness people um influencers artists that i mean they're not as many but there right. are there so hopefully it's kind of like kind of blurring the lines yeah fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed <laughs> hopefully <laughs> someday we'll have a scarlet letter on our forehead oh god i know i totally agree <laughs> i know you're interviewing me but do you have any have you had any issues like especially like with cooking is how like strict is it if you want to like be a chef or cook or so it's weird it depends on it depends on the chef and like what his goals are I guess because I've had some like pretty famous chefs that like openly follow me that are openly fans um that when I show up to their restaurants like I'm treated like a king like they just love it 
um, and they don't care. So I think, like, they get to kind of be, like, rock stars a little bit where they're, like, allowed to, like, be a little deviant. But then there's some that are like, oh, well, I would love to do a show with you, but... And I'm like, if Snoop Dogg can be Martha Stewart's sidekick, why can't I? Right? He's done way worse things than I have done. Like, that is just maybe not on camera. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, No, I totally... Totally. But even with Twitch, like we did, um, we did like an auto show, the New York auto show a couple years ago and we were live streaming it and we had like some like, you know, D list. I mean, I was definitely the most famous person there, but like some D list celebrities. Um, and like one of the guys was like, I didn't know like what she did. Make sure you cut every scene that we were in the same room together, like at a public event, like just didn't even want to be seen next to me. And I was like, good luck, buddy. Like, yeah. And he was like a musician. I was like, it's, what it's happened? To, like, I understand that it's like not everyone has to jump on the like porn totally. train, but like that's about that's extreme, right? I was like, you, you know, would never have like known. A pastor, right? Like, there's girls, there's like the um, trade models there that are in like scandalous outfits. I'm wearing like jeans and a sweater. I'm like, but that's okay. Exactly. I think if you're gonna have your stance, like it just needs to kind of be like across the board, and you can't say, well. Sexuality is okay if it's here, but sexuality is not okay mm-hmm. if it's here, right? Like, it's just, like, kind of just choose. I don't know. Exactly. Gets me heated. No, I totally, I totally, it makes sense. It, you said it perfectly. It's like, you can't choose, like, oh, well, she doesn't have a name, but she's in pasty, so that's fine. Right. Like, I just, <laughs> you're still selling the idea of sex. So it's just, exactly. it's the same thing at the end of the day. You did mention your awesome husband that helps you with all of your ideas. Yeah. When it comes to, obviously, like, our line of work, and I, I don't even think it's just necessarily adult work, right? Because, like, obviously, it takes a, a special kind of person, if you're not in the industry, like a civilian, to marry or date someone in there. Like, you have to have, like, a lot of confidence. But I think also when you have, like, a very driven woman in general, like, especially if she's entrepreneurial and just, um, like, just her own boss and she is, like, as financially successful as, like, you are – What have you guys learned about being married together and about, like, not to, like, boost each other up and not necessarily compete with each other? Like, how do you have, like, a healthy, strong, like, marriage when both of you are entrepreneurs and both of you are, like, these very, like, strong-headed individuals? It's funny because usually it's, like, you think, like, one person would be, like, the dom role Mm -hmm. and one person would be, like, the sub, like, husband-wife, even if you're a same-sex couple. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean... Vic and I are both very much like the masculine role in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that in a sense of like, oh, Vic's like a little bitch. Like he's not mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. But um, I think it's really graceful the way he can be a husband and be a strong partner. But he can also he also knows when to like let me lead. Mm-hmm. And it, he it doesn't like sacrifice his masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do better one month and he does better another month, it doesn't mean anything. It's, we're an actual, I think it's the, like, we're an actual team. Mm-hmm. If one of us is hurting, the other one picks up the reins, mm-hmm. you know, when, and vice versa. You know, he's, they had these great moments and I've had these great moments. And you know, no matter what, it's, there's not something where, oh, my wife is doing so amazing. I'm not a good, I'm not good enough. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I should be doing better. It's like, no, just celebrate that your partner is doing great. Be a team. Mm-hmm. Don't be in this competition of who's the dominant head of the house. Mm-hmm. And I think it's partially that, and partially, you know, Vic is just like naturally not a jealous person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care that I do porn. He doesn't care, you know, that I've fucked thousands of people. And mm-hmm. if anything, it like gives him more confidence because I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. And we can communicate about everything. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I'm like, any relationship problem that you have can probably be solved or fixed with communication. And it's, yep. Or you'll find out that you're not for each other. But, the, you know, the more you hide, the more trouble you're going to get into. And even if you feel embarrassed, like even if it's, I want to explore something sexually, I'll fucking tell him, mm-hmm. you know. I, even if it's embarrassing for me, I know I can come to him and tell him anything mm-hmm. and he will listen to me and take in and, and not make fun of me and get through it with me. <laughs> no. So like, I guess like, do you think that's just like a well, person? Oh, he said, unless he has to do TikTok, he just put, put <laughs> That's where he draws the line. He draws the line at TikTok. Yeah, he draws the line at, 
it's so funny because like so many people see Vic through my social media and he's always like this grumpy dude. <laughs> I love he's, it like, though. He's a grumpy old man. It's and so good. Like, oh, but in real life, like he's actually just like this really nice guy. He just hates social media. So, Eric's the same way. You know. <laughs> Everyone always thought that Eric like hated me, and they're like, they must have a really horrible ma- like marriage because Eric's always scowling or like yelling at me to turn my yeah. phone off. I'm like, no, he just hates social media, and I'm constantly like putting yeah. it in his face. Um, <laughs> and, and like, I'm sure Eric's the same as Vic, where like he would never tell you not to do it, mm-hmm. but if you involve him, he's gonna be like that little kid like dragging his feet. Yeah, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So with you guys, do you think? So I have a couple questions. Do you think that it's, like, um, just, like, your your personalities that's, like, made the relationship so easy? Like, I don't want to say easy because no relationship is, like, easy, but, like, just make yeah. it work? Or do you – has it been, like, you've had to see – call each other out on shortcomings and, like, work on growing together to, like, tackle issues? Or is it just – it just works? I think there's, like – there's, like, levels of issues in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we genu- generally – we're, I think I think relationship, any marriage, whatever, fifty percent sex and fifty percent compatibility. You mm-hmm. can't have one or the other, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And people can say like, oh, well, what if you're not having sex? Oh, that's still sex compatible. If you have two people that aren't fucking and they're cool with it, mm-hmm. you're still fine. Right. And so you have that, and then so the so the compatibility, it's like, do we have issues? Of course, like every couple has issues. Right. I mean, are they these huge red flags that I'm ignoring? No, mm-hmm. you know, we fight, we we argue, we disagree, but we also communicate again. So if I fuck up and I'm super bitchy, I'll come in, you know, when I pull down and be like, I'm sorry, that was really fucking, I'm really fucking rude. Mm-hmm. Or if he does something that I don't like and vice versa, but mm-hmm. you know, there's it's definitely a two or a three. We're not fighting about like, you fucked the housekeeper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not, he's not having, like, a fair side right. back. It's like, you leave your fucking dishes in the sink and I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> right, but for some people, that's, like, a very real thing. And I think especially right now, like, a lot of couples aren't used to being around their significant other for, like, this amount of time. Yeah. So you see, like, a lot of issues that are going in with, like, you know, police phone calls and hotlines and what have you. So, like coming from someone who works from home and does spend a lot of time with their partner, like traveling and like you guys just have like that really close intimacy that a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. have. Like what advice would you give couples that are newly experiencing like this amount of time together and like realizing like it's not as easy as they thought it was going to be? I think that you should marry your best friends or be with your best Mm -hmm. friends. If if you don't want to get married, whatever, teach their own. Vic is my best friend. Like, I have very close friends, but he is by far, like, my ride-or-die best friend. So hanging out with him never gets boring. It never gets tiring. I never want to be away from him. I never want space. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in, like, a you should spend each and every second together. But I I never am that woman that's, like, I want to go have a girl's trip to get away from my husband. Mm -hmm. I want to have a girl's trip to hang out with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Not to, like, ditch the ball and chain. And I think that's important. And also, you know... He evicts the same way, so we're compatible in that sense. You know, I have another friend who hit her and her partner are very much compatible, but they need space. Mm-hmm. They can't be in each other. They just personally need time alone, mm-hmm. and that works for them. So it's right. But if you get into a partnership where one person wants to be all up in your face and the other person wants space, you're going to have, like, some issues. Mm-hmm. And, again, it's, like, you know, communicating. I'm not mad at you. I don't want to not be around you, but I need time for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I need a day for just me. But if you don't communicate and you just ghost somebody or go leave and then they're sitting at home stewing, thinking about, like, why don't they want to be around me? Oh, the relationship's over. Oh, I might as well go cheat and text these other hoes because, yeah. you know, my partner's going to be around me. It's just, like, spirals. So, No, know. I totally agree. Right. We like all the attention. <laughs> yeah, and I think... For me, I totally agree with the best friend part because Eric's the same way with me. Like, absolutely, like, either, I'm not closer to anybody on this, like, earth than I am with him. Um, and for us, yeah. like, I think the communication thing we had to, like, work on. I think I had very bad role models growing up as to, like, what a healthy relationship was. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of, like, doing what I had been seeing, like, as a child and like not really making my own decisions just kind of like a little programmed robot that was like acting 
as I thought I should. And then finally, like, Eric is just, like, just, like, a star child. Like, he's just not from this planet. So he, like, is – I've never met anyone like him. But he's like, wait a second. Why are you acting like this? Like, are these really, like, your core beliefs and your thoughts? Or are you, like, conditioned to think this way? And he challenged, like, fundamental, like, belief systems that I had at that time. Right? Like, I thought – I was the most jealous person on the planet. Like, I was, like, that crazy jealous person. Um, and then I had to, like – ask myself like wh- why do I have these thoughts like what do I want from a relationship mm-hmm. am I happy with this and then I kind of learned like to use my words and it's okay to like be mad but it's not okay to be mad and throw something and it, you know what I mean and then yeah. <laughs> the more you discuss like these things you'll actually like unpack that you don't really have a lot of the beliefs that you thought you did and all of a sudden like mm-hmm. you discover yourself in a new way and you discover your partner in a new way and I think that's when you truly like connect. Um, and I think so many what people if, hmm? I I no, I think that's important. Like, you know, and your relationship, your vision of a personal perfect sorry, personal relationship. Perfect relationship might be different than mine. Totally. There's no right answer. Totally. It's just like what you were saying, it's like you grow up and you think like, oh, I have to get married, buy a house, have kids, mm-hmm. have two kids, have three kids, yeah. have them go to college, you know, stay at home, don't stay at home, whatever. Yep. And it's like, but will that make you happy? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then that's not what you should be doing. You should be doing, you know, like, like Vic and I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't like children. I'm not a motherly person. Mm-hmm. Like, even if like Vic is going through something, I'm not motherly. Like, I wish I was. <laughs> But uh-huh. I'm just not that person. Right. And so having kids, like, it's just not on the table for us. And that doesn't mean that we're doing a relationship wrong. It's mm-hmm. just neither of us want them. He already has two that are adults. He doesn't want to go through it again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, and and, and you, you just had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and that works for you. So it's just identifying you know what it is and I've been through similar things where like I've done something and like oh this, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing I'm supposed to be doing this and like fixed on the same thing where he's like yeah is, is that what you want mm-hmm. or is that just you've been conditioned to thinking that that's what's right right so do you feel I feel like obviously not making the decision to not have children is more rare than not I think some people just pump out kids because they think like that's the next step and a lot of people do it to fix mm-hmm. a relationship or a lot of people do it to feel complete. Like there's a lot of wrong reasons to have children. But for some reason, mm-hmm. we don't question that. We question the woman that makes the decision to not have them. And I feel like a lot of like society like bullies them. Did you like have, I don't know, did you have those experiences? Did you have people that were like, would like badger you and be like, well, why not? Or are you sure? Oh or there must be something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, one of my sides of the family is very, very small on both sides, actually. But it was like between me and my cousin. And it was like, if one of us don't pump out a baby, then that's it. And the whole family was like pressuring, at least I don't know her experience, but at least pressuring me, like, when are you going to have, you know, when are you going to give me a grandchild? When are you going to have a baby? When are you going to get married? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want this. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah. And it's not for me. And, you know, even like my fans, and I use that in quotes because it's, one of the rudest things I get on an everyday basis is, when are you going to have kids? Really? When are you going to have babies? All the time. All, I don't know what it is, but, like, I get a lot of guys, like, emailing, messaging me. Whenever I do, like, a Q&A, they always ask. And I'm like, first of all, what if I physically could not have children? Mm-hmm. What if I had a condition that didn't allow me to, like, have a baby? Like, the mental, like, why would you say that to a woman? Right. You know, what if, you know, get this fucking fit. <laughs> it ain't happening mm-hmm. you know what I mean but like the public doesn't know that until now but <laughs> sorry it's, like, it's, so in- <laughs> it's so incredibly rude to me to be like to assume that you know I don't I don't consider myself a feminist but this is going to sound very feminist to assume that we're on this planet to do nothing but suck dick and breed babies mm-hmm. is far from offensive I want to own businesses I want to invest I want to travel the world mm-hmm. I want to be with my partner I don't want I don't want kids Right. And people can't fathom that. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, well, you know, you're not, you're nothing until you have a baby. Yeah, totally, which is crazy because I think that people project that because that's, like, their reality. Like, they didn't spend the time mm-hmm. to get to know themselves to follow well, their dreams. society that that was the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow up in a country that's very, like, repressed. 
mm-hmm. that's you know what you grew up thinking is right mm-hmm. and if someone else isn't doing what you think is right they must be in the wrong right otherwise it, it makes like your uh your choices um invalid right so it's like one of us can be right, not both of us, which I think is so crazy because yeah. it's like we also have this idea of individuality, which means that nothing can be the same. Like every relationship is different. Like the one that you have with yourself mm-hmm. and your partner is going to be different than like your neighbor or your best friend. And it's we yeah. have like these like little cookie cutters that we keep trying to force everyone in and then wondering why like people are so unhappy. It's like you kind of have to like make tweaks to make it very much like for you and for your partner. Otherwise it's just not going to work. Exactly. Exactly. Crazy to me. Um, but again, though, communication. It's all about the communication. I know. And why is that so hard? It's like, I, I feel like I wasn't properly communicating anything until like my mid to late twenties. Like it's like a very new skill for me. You no longer give a shit what people think. I think when you're younger, it's still like in your head. Mm-hmm. That's probably <laughs> yeah, it. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, my husband's 50 like he doesn't care he's like I'm old I don't give a shit like I don't care what anyone thinks of me I don't care you know mm-hmm. but when we got together like I wasn't in that mental space I'm, I'm closer to that now but it's hard it's hard to stick your neck out especially if you like the person you're talking to mm-hmm. you know to put yourself out in the like here's all the cards on the table like what if that fear, fear of being like turned down or broken up with or not wanted mm-hmm. you know so I had some, like, I guess, like, worldly questions. So if you had, like, a life philosophy, because we kind of touched on it, like, what would your philosophy be, like, on life? Always do what makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone. I like that. Do you believe in fate? I'm not a religious person. Do I believe in fate? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in I believe in fate in the sense that I believe that you can manifest best things. I love that. As long in a sense, in the fact, like, I don't think that if I sit here and I meditate for three days, I'm going to teach myself to fly. Right. But I think I can focus my energy on certain things. And if you stay negative, your life's going to be revolving around the negative. If you stay positive, you're going to stay positive. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is going to sound really, like, hippie, white girl, woo-woo. But before Vic and I got together, before we even met... I had, well, we actually did meet, but before I had manifested my, my perfect partner. Mm-hmm. I had got out of a really bad breakup. You knew this story. Oh, yeah. And I just, I just literally, like, spent every day just, like, getting, manifesting, just meditating, envisioning what I want in a partner down to, like, looks, what they do, where they live, their background, their core values. Mm-hmm. You know, if people look at a partner like, I want a brunette with blue eyes. And it's like, okay, but is the guy like a serial killer? Like, <laughs> what's on the, in the core? <laughs> you know, I mean, what, when the looks fade, are you guys still going to be compatible? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I constantly, constantly, constantly. And um, Vic is everything, everything I imagined, except for I wanted a brunette. And he was a brunette, but he lost all his hair. So, I'll take it. <laughs> right? And that's, I find, like, it's so crazy because if you're into, like, the whole idea of manifestation, um, like, you have to be so specific because the thing that yeah. you leave out is, like, going to show up, right? Like, that's, like, a good example. Exactly. Um, I've had exactly. it happen before. They say if you're trying to manifest something, like, um, with a partner, so, like, let's say, you're trying to get a house together. If you don't have mm-hmm. everything lined up together, it's just not going to happen. Because if he wants like a log cabin and you want this like super contemporary house, like you guys aren't actually asking for the same thing to have, like to, to show and you're up. Gonna bounce exactly, exactly. Like when we got this place, we both were thinking about like, what do you want? We had so many dinners that we would sit down and just talk about like, what do you want in a place? Like, mm-hmm. what's your dream place look like? You know, especially like this period in time. I can't say like, oh, I want to buy a castle in the middle of New York. It's not realistic. Right. You know? So you have to stay realistic and, you know, stay focused on what it is, you know, you're after. Yeah, it's really cool. So are you doing anything for the full moon? Um, I usually, I, I do like a candle, a candle stuff. I'm like, I'm like witchy light. I love it. <laughs> like, I don't take anything. I'm, I'm a big go with your gut person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if my gut says, like, take a bath, light some candles, and have a bottle of wine, that's what I'm going to do. You know, mm-hmm. if I want to release something, I'll go release something. If I want to bring something in, 
I just kind of, I don't really like abide by the rules. I just kind of do what like my gut tells me. Mm-hmm. If I'm if just feeling like stressed out about something, I'm like, okay, what's been bothering me? Maybe I'll like write it all down and burn it or, you know. That's one of my favorite things to do. Other way. Yeah. I don't know why. It just like, it feels like magical when you're, when you're actually like setting these things that you're trying to release on fire. Like it just, it's a very therapeutic. Like even if you don't believe it, I like think, I just yeah. encouraged. Yeah, I think there's something just like very powerful. You know, no matter what you believe in, writing something down that you want to let go of, whether it's a letter to somebody or just like bad traits that you're just tired of having, mm-hmm. and just I think yeah, just burning it. It's like very symbolic, mm-hmm. right? So maybe I'll do that. What about time. you? Do you have anything planned? So I was I need to cleanse all my crystals because I haven't done that in a really long oh, yeah. time. Um, and then I bought like a I'm couple really new ones. <laughs> I'm so bad. And I'm like, oh, like I need to like refresh my energy in the house. I want to do that. And then I want to do something with Eric just because like being new parents, is like very hard. To, like balance doesn't exist, right? Like uh, the Tao mm-hmm. the I think says like bal- or balance is always striving for balance. Like that's what balance is. Like because the actuality of it like isn't real. So even, like, the striving, like, we're off on. Like, it's just, like, there's a not enough time in the day. There's not, like, there's too many things that are trying to, like, pull our focus. So I want to try and do something to, like, connect with him and maybe, like, try to do some manifesting work together. One of my favorite things to do with Vic, and we do it, like, he is super into crystals. He actually got me into crystals. Like, he's really, really into it. But one of my favorite things to do is um, we will sometimes sit down together and, like, write down a list of what we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And either, like, put it under a candle or, you know, give it, like, just put it under something, put it away somewhere. Or if you want to burn it in, like, a positive way, whatever, Mm -hmm. like, feels right to you. But Mm -hmm. we don't read them to each other. Mm -hmm. It's just personal preference. But I think just, like, doing it, like, kind of, like, I've always noticed it, like, resets my day. Mm -hmm. Or but the next day. If I'm, like, getting in a funk, and I'm like, okay, here's all the things that are, like, amazing about my life. Yeah. It's kind of hard to complain you know, right. about the small stuff when you have so many, even if you do like a pros and cons list. Yeah. I love doing gratitude uh, you know, work. Yeah. I think it's like, I'm very listy. <laughs> no, I am too. I'm very type A. So I love a list. Like I live for a yeah. list. And like the satisfaction of crossing it off. Like, yep. Uh, like a mini orgasm. <laughs> yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. We, we do something similar. So we'll do either like a gratitude list and do the candle or we'll do, um, like, things that we're trying to manifest, but we don't look at each other's manifestations. Like, we keep that, like, private, so we'll, like, ball them up or fold them and put them under a candle. And it's just, like, I don't know, like, obviously, like, you can believe it or you cannot believe it, but at the end of the day, like, how you feel is real. And, like, we both just feel so, like, positive and refreshed and just, like, mm-hmm. like it's, like, a clean slate every time. So it's, like, something I want to, yeah, like, and try and do every time. I think, like, the stress builds up, you know, with mm-hmm. anybody. If you're going through life and you're just one stressful thing and then another, it just starts to all pile up. I think that's, like, just a way to, like, release everything. Mm-hmm. I, I have a million things to do. Where you're like, oh, God, I have to go grocery shopping. I have to figure out how, you know, my car needs to work. I can't afford it. How am I going to afford it? You know, whatever the problem is. But if, then if you take, like, the pros and cons, the cons are this big, and you're like, okay, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I have a partner that loves me. I have a roof over my head. I have food to eat. I don't have to worry about, you know, paying my rent next month. It's right. Reset. Mm-hmm. So. so speaking of all of that. <laughs> I love that you're like a hippie like me. <laughs> I know. It's so rare. I'm like, I have like a very small list of friends that I can like really say like crazy shit around and other people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm sure some people are watching this and they're like, these bitches are crazy. Right? No, but, like, try it. Like, just try it. Try yeah, doing some honestly. gratitude journaling or, med- like, meditate with, like, a crystal. Like, it's just – it's a different experience. It just is. I- I, and also, like, I had a friend of mine. I won't say who because he'll make fun of me. But I had a, fr- a guy friend that's very, like, East Coast who was like, do you really believe in that crystal shit? And I'm like, Yeah. Do I think that if I buy a crystal, a million dollars is going to end up on my doorstep tomorrow? No. But if I carry something in my pocket, it could be anything. It could be my headphone case. And I'm like, okay, I want to get this job. I'm going to do everything possible to get this job. And put it in my pocket, every time I feel that, it's going to remind me mm-hmm. to do the work, to get, keep my energy positive and what I ultimately want as a goal. Right. So. That's how Eric looks at it, too. 
He's like, it doesn't yeah. matter if they, yeah. they're magical per se or not. It's, like, all the intention. So, like, if you're holding on to, like, this yeah. crystal and, like, your intention is to have more confidence, every time that you see it, feel it, or reminded of it, you are going to have more confidence. So it's just psychology mm-hmm. at the end of the day. For all of you disbelievers. Um, <laughs> so, like, when it comes to, like, success, like, how how do you measure success? And then, like, what is, like, your personal, like, perfect world my perfect world is now to be honest, not to be like yeah, that's great the answer yeah but I definitely am in a place where I am perfectly happy um do I want to keep growing of course mm-hmm. but I'm I'm very happy and content and I love my life I love my partner I love my dog I love everyone that's around me my friends and family that I've chosen I'm like in a very good space at the moment mm-hmm. um I would probably measure success on happiness, like kind of going back to what I was saying, like mm-hmm. people think that like, oh God, if I won, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit of both. If I won the lotto tomorrow, it's kind of hard to be like, I think it was like, a, was like Chris Rock, somebody said that it was like, if you can't not smile on a jet ski, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, if I get a million dollars tomorrow, I'm going to go fucking travel the world and be super stoked and I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have a partner or a friend, you know, there's still underlying tone, like loneliness, you know, yeah. if I want to do something that I can't do or so money is, isn't everything. And I think a lot of people judge success based on money. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, success comes from happiness, safety, mm-hmm. um, just being in a place that you have, you worry. Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. <laughs> um, so I'm going to see if anyone had any good questions for you and then we can do like your shameless plugs. Um, so uh, for all the mods in there, do we have questions that you guys were gathering that were good during this little interview? I love it. I also like, I totally have a plant boner. Yeah. Like, see your behind you. <laughs> He's like one of the few ones that's just like thriving. Yeah, he's just living his best life. Do you believe, while you're waiting for the questions, do you believe in, like, uh, feng shui, and, like, the nine the nine grid and stuff like that? So our house is pretty much set up like that, and I feel like it's worked for me, whether it was because, like, my mindset, like, wanted to believe it, and then these things, like, started changing. But, like, I have, like, certain crystals, like, very specifically, like, throughout the house, and, like, I have my work desk very specifically in an area I had, it's so funny, so um, Eric's going to kill me. And Mav, you can just post the questions here <laughs> in the chat. Um, we were going through like a bit of like a sexual funk, and I was reading the book that you suggested, and we had our Roomba and our air filter and like a bunch of other like electric um, objects in our love corner. And they were saying that's, like, a huge no-no because that creates, like, a yes. cold space, like, in your romantic life. And I was like, this is why our romance is dead is because the Roomba's in the wrong corner. <laughs> and he's like, you have lost your goddamn mind. <laughs> but I moved the Roomba, and guess what? The magic happened. So you tell me, okay? Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also, like, symbolic. You're like, I want to fix this problem. Let's reorganize. Let's look at it from, like, a fresh eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I totally. I'm, I'm, that's the other thing. I'm really into feng shui. I actually, part of the reason we picked this place is because it, like, lined up correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so someone wants to know your favorite painter. Check close. Like, my, I have a, I'm a big Dolly fan. This is actually a gift for Vic for our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Dolly. I love, um, not that Dolly is, but I love Impressionist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of more of a surrealist. But Chuck Close is by far my favorite. It's kind of hard to explain his art. You just got to Google it. Um, he's a New Yorker. I like literally like walk the streets hoping that I see him one day <laughs> because I will geek out. <laughs> but he does. If you look at his art, you'll understand where I draw inspiration from uh, because what he does is, like, he grids a painting. Well, his later stuff, his earlier stuff was just, like, very photorealistic. But his later stuff, he'll, like, grid a painting in, like, a hundred squares. And each square is an abstract painting. 
And then, so you look at each square and they're like very cool abstract compositions and you step back and it's a portrait. And it is the coolest shit you've ever seen. That's so trippy sounding. Yeah, yeah. He's a goal. Like if I'm a mulatto, I would just fill my house with his art. Oh man. (laughs) So yeah. I, I wish I knew more about artists. I just like, I like see stuff I like and I try to follow people like you that post stuff that you like. And then I'm like, that's how I get educated. Oh man, this is moving fast. And I I have a little bit of art history, but honestly, like I get most of it from just like going to museums. Like I only know artists that I like. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's an artist. We have a piece of Paul Rubens. He's a street artist in New York, and like he takes ink and just like does like contour like contour line drawings on the sidewalk. And you would only know him if you lived here because you walk around all the time and you see his fucking name everywhere when you ran across the goddamn street. So, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of just like, I I don't know, like, if you mentioned an artist and I didn't like them, I would have no idea who it was. Mm-hmm. So don't feel bad. <laughs> um, someone wants to know how we both handle rude comments. <laughs> Depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that I'm very um, mature and I ignore them and take, you know, but to be honest, if you catch me camming and I have had a couple of glasses of wine, I'll probably roast you. I love those videos. There's a little bit of immaturity still in me, Mm -hmm. but I try to just, you know, ignore it or Um, block them. I'm a big blocker. I am too. I try to do that instead of responding. Yeah. Same. I don't. I, I try not to respond on like Instagram or someone like leaves a comment. But if someone's like doing it live, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite Harry Potter character and why? Ooh, um, Snape. Snape's my absolute favorite. He's my favorite. Because... Is he really? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why for my reason, then you tell me. Okay. But, uh, I'm, Sly- I'm Slytherin, so I instantly liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started reading the books, I thought he was a major villain, like everyone did, and mm-hmm. I always root for the villains. Mm-hmm. So I like, and then so when he turned out to like actually just be like, spoiler alert, madly <laughs> in love with Harry's mom and did it out of love and like did this like double play agent shit, like his character is like so, in- like, deep mm-hmm. that I was just like yeah he's by far my favorite but I also love um uh, I've now I'm second guessing okay you tell me why you like Snape and then I'll see I'm like mm. so for me I'm a Hufflepuff which at first I was really upset about but now like I've fully owned it and I'm like well of course I'm a Hufflepuff um, but the reason you I lo- always get shit that you don't like, so of course you're all right. Of course, it just like it's the only thing that would have made sense. Um, I love all of my friends are Hufflepuffs. All are they them. really? I've never yes, met another Hufflepuff. And, oh my god, I'll text you after. You're gonna geek out when you see how many people are. Yeah, but yeah. Please <laughs> remember to do that because I feel like alone on this Hufflepuff <laughs> island. But so I like Snape. Snape, I don't think was like my favorite initially until like I understood his character like all the way, similar to you. Like he's just so complex, and like I think I relate because I feel like he's so misunderstood even at the end. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the saddest, saddest like character story, right? Like it's like no one got him, and he's really the good guy, and everyone just like paints him in a particular way and, like, shoves him in this box and, like, that's where he's got to stay. So I think, like, for me, like, I just, like, can empathize with that. And I always kind of like, like, the, I don't know, not, like, necessarily, like, the underdog, but, like, the guy that you want to, like, just, like, root for that's, like, a little bit sad and lonely just because, like, that's, like, how (laughs) I grew up. Like, I was always picked on, like, growing up. Um, So I just, like, I can relate. I'm, like, I get it. Okay, I get not having they, friends. Yeah, when they showed like the flashback to him growing before you figured everything out, when they showed like him growing up with uh, his mom, when he had like the vision, yeah, I was like, I like you so much more now. Yeah, I just fell in love. I liked him because he was a dick, and I like bad guys, so I was like, that guy's awesome. He mm-hmm. fucked someone up, but yeah, then it was just yeah. I'm also. Have you seen like the? Uh, I was I was debating on whether to bring it up because it's like arguable for like Harry Potter nerd. Mm-hmm. but like I love Nagini 
because I've seen the um, Fantastic Beast movies. But initially, when I watched, like, I, I didn't register anything. But when I started watching Fantastic Beasts, I rewatched Harry Potter, and I like Nicky and me a lot. Who? Which one? The snake. The snake. His snake. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I love the Fantastic Beasts movies. Like, I can't wait for the next ones to come out, which hopefully is going to be oh, next yeah. year. Obsessed. But there's a Hufflepuff in me. I just like all the animals. Yeah. <laughs> Let me screen this question really quick. Make sure it's not a bad one. Um, oh, my God. Get your baby one of those mandrake outfits. Oh, please. <laughs> I want him to dress up like that for um, Halloween. Oh, my. That would be so cute. What's the key to having a healthy, functioning relationship, um, especially, like, if there's, like, jealousy involved? Jealousy's tough because mm-hmm. I feel like jealousy comes from insecurity mm-hmm. and... I can only answer for myself, but I don't want to be with someone that's insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. I'm sure you understand this, like being in our position where we're very much like a powerful woman mm-hmm. and we're in an industry revolving sex and everyone wants to fuck us and everyone wants to put their dick in our mouth. And we walk the street and people come up to you and you're like, I've jerked off to you so many times. Like mm-hmm. you can't be with someone that's insecure. Mm-hmm. You have to be with someone that's secure. And like, for me, like, whenever I would date someone, if any jealousy came up, that was, maybe to some people it would be, like, a one. It was, like, a ten for me. And just, like, an instant mega red flag because mm-hmm. I can't. I don't, I don't know about you, but, like, I can't. I can't be with – I can't have the day – this isn't an easy job to have. No. And I can't have a day in this job already and then come home to a partner that's jealous. No, I agree. You need, like, a, like a really solid support system. And I've been in relationships where you have to think, like, if I work with this person, is it going to be a fight when I get home? Mm-hmm. So you're now sacrificing your career for someone. It is just, it's just bad. Jealousy just, it just ends. I don't recommend it. I don't recommend it at all. Same. Um, it's, you know. So if you don't feel secure in your relationship and you feel the need to be jealous, it's probably not the relationship for you, in my opinion. Amen. Which is a really blunt thing to say, but. (laughs) No, I totally agree. I think it's like, for some reason, we're expected to control all of our emotions, right? Like an adult. But when it comes to jealousy, Mm -hmm. it's like the one socially acceptable behavior where you're allowed to act out and not have any repercussions. Like, it's the other person's fault because you can't regulate, which is so crazy. Like, if you were to, like, punch somebody because you had an issue, you'd get arrested. Like, if you were to uncontrollably start crying all the time, someone would say that you probably need to go on some medication or talk to a therapist or whatever. But, like, if it's jealousy, like, that's allowed to run rampant for some reason. I never yeah. said that. and, like, I'm, I'm not a game player. Mm-hmm. I'm not the person in a relationship that, like, wants to play games. Like, if you know, I don't, I'm not going to, like, not talk to you for a week or be petty or text my ex if we're fighting or try to rile you up to start a fight that's just not my scene and i i'm i'm not into that at all and Mm -hmm. i feel like jealousy will lead to that Mm -hmm. you know you acting out to get attention because you're upset about being jealous and it's just oh i agree 10 out of 10 don't recommend right 10 out of 10 (laughs) just just leave maybe you should if your partner's jealous maybe you should stop and think maybe you're not giving your partner enough to make him feel or her to feel secure whether it's, like, attention or love or maybe you guys don't speak the same love language. Like, maybe he wouldn't or she wouldn't feel that way if you were giving them more. Not to a point where it's toxic, Mm -hmm. but, you know, sometimes if I've been ignored all day, I wouldn't say I feel jealous, but I'm in, like, in a bratty mood. Right. And Vic realizes that, he's like, oh, okay, and, like, spends time with me, then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in small doses of jealousy, that might be, like, a, a quick fix. No, I love that you brought up love languages because so Eric and I took that quiz and we have very different love languages. Um, So I feel like that's probably the case with most people. Um, And you you would never know unless like you like sit down and like ask what makes you feel like loved, seen, fulfilled in this relationship, or you could just take an online quiz. Um, But like for him, like he likes like a lot of like 
verbal cues. So he like likes me to like say I love you and compliment him. And like for me, like that doesn't do anything for me, like personally. So I don't think to do that with him. Like he could tell me I'm pretty all day, but that doesn't make me feel like happier. Like I'm more physical. So I want to be like cuddled or have my hand held. So, and then he doesn't do that a lot because he's verbal. So knowing what your partner's love language is, is like so crucial because then you know, like, okay, I need to spend more time doing this because it's not second nature to me. A quick date night idea, a bottle of wine and the love language book. And you guys just both take the quiz and you will understand so much about each other. Yeah. I love it. Definitely. Okay. So shameless plugs. Where can people find more Danny Daniels? Where can they follow you? Um, You can, we were talking about the fashion. You can go to shopdbox.com. I'm actually having a huge sale right now because I'm getting ready for like new stuff that I'm going to be releasing, like the bralettes and stuff we're talking about. So like a lot of stuff is 50% off. Um, You can buy my husband's book. He actually wrote a book called Wait for the Corn. It's available on Amazon. Um, It has a bajillion five-star reviews. And he's like, I only know 12 people that read the book. So like, (laughs) I don't know. So I guess people like it, but it gives a lot of relationship advice and like talking about jealousy and talking about like a lot of the stuff we kind of touched on. Mm -hmm. Um, If anyone's watching this and they just don't, they want to read more, he did a really, really good job. And I'm not just saying that because he's my husband, because if it sucked, I would totally fucking tell you. (laughs) Yes, you would. So yeah. And then um, you can follow me on TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> yeah million followers on there right yeah um it's just i love tiktok so it's like been my jam lately so um yeah you know and then like aka jenny daniels for everything else yeah if there's a blue check mark it's her folks exactly <laughs> if oh, not don't do it on Ghana scams. <laughs> yeah oh god well thank you so much for joining me i had a lot of fun Dude, for someone that doesn't know how to interview, you did an amazing job. Thank you. You had me fooled. (laughs) That's all that needed to happen. I just had to pretend to be professional (laughs) for an hour. It was like um, when we were on the podcast, and I'm like, I just got an excuse to hang out with you. Right? I miss, like, girl time. Like, we were usually in New York all the time, and, like, that obviously isn't going to happen for, like, a while. So this will be, like, the next best thing. I was going to actually text you this, but... When all this is over, I'm coming out there and I'm crashing one of your full moon dinners because, like, I watch ah! it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I don't want it. <laughs> They're so fun. They're so fun. <laughs> Me and my hippie girlfriends, they would love it. I'm going to literally just knock and be like, I have one. Can I come? Can I get? Yes, here's a crystal. You get a crystal. You get a crystal. <laughs> yeah, and I know you're making some bomb food, so I'm definitely going to come. Yeah, it's just a win win. <laughs> All right, well, have a good night. Thank you so much for joining. I love you. And, uh, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Go follow all of her socials, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.